Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power Suite Podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Antonio Castro once again joined by my esteemed colleague Chris Van Dyne. Got a nice slate of games we're going to go over here with you. Before we get into that, just want to remind everybody we've got a very special weekend going on this weekend here at North Coast Sports. It is our NFL Game of the Month weekend. Fresh off a college five-star winner uh, last weekend on Florida Atlantic over Middle Tennessee. And I want to let you guys know out there that NFL top play the last two years is winning at a 73% rate it's 16-6-1 over the last two years we've got our NFL top play going this weekend our NFL top play of the month actually game of the month and you can get uh, that top play as as well as our top college total and college side on Saturday for as low as $79 for those three plays. Again, as low as $79 if you're a 2020 Power Sweep subscriber, which you can do so if you haven't signed up for next year's edition yet. For just $69, you can get the top play trio that includes that game of the month for just $79. Really want to let you know about that because uh, we've got some red-hot specials going on here at North Coast Sports, and the plays have been uh, going very, very well the last couple of weeks, including winning that five-star last weekend, and then obviously with our NFL Game of the Month going this weekend. As far as games for this week, Thought we picked out a good slate of games, Chris. We got. Uh, we'll start uh, with in the SEC, Missouri at Vanderbilt. Then we're gonna go to the Midwest region. Look at the Big Ten big matchup, ESPN Game Day in the house, Michigan at Penn State. Go to the Plains region and look at the Big Twelve matchup between TCU and Kansas State. We'll go down to Texas and uh, handicap this Temple at SMU matchup. Go over to the West Coast. Talk about Oregon at. Washington, and then finally we'll give you our special two-star play right out of the Power Sweep newsletter. Another winner there last week for you. Hopefully it'll give you another one this week. All right, without further ado, let's get started, Chris. This week, uh, Missouri at Vanderbilt, of course, SEC matchup. Missouri 5-1 and one straight up, 4-2 and two against the spread against a struggling Vanderbilt squad, just 1-5 straight up. 0-6 against the spread. No real, no surprise here. The line opened up Missouri 21.5. It actually is down now. Missouri minus 21. So you don't have to lay that half a, half a point there if you're uh, betting with Missouri, which I'm going to tell you to lay the points. And uh, it, just a complete mismatch between these two teams. Both of them trending, obviously, in opposite directions. Missouri's plus 212 yards per game. Vanderbilt's minus 144 yards per game. You look at even playing the last four weeks, you would think, okay, maybe Vanderbilt's starting to get a little bit better. Now they're still at minus 140 yards per game the last four weeks, while Missouri is plus 228 yards per game. I'm not going to waste a lot of time uh, handicapping this matchup. I just don't think there's a lot of value here for Vanderbilt. I do like Missouri to cover this game by about four touchdowns. 28 points is what I'll call it, Chris. Uh, You're our SEC guy. I know you like Missouri as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Love Missouri in this spot. Uh, since losing their opener, remember they lost that game to Wyoming, where they did outgain Wyoming by 148 yards on the road, but turnovers killed them and they gave up some big plays. But they've gone five and zero straight up since four and one against the spread, and that one uh, against the spread loss was last week against Ole Miss. It was a backdoor cover. They were up eighteen against Ole Miss, gave up a late touchdown. Uh, so really strong performances by Missouri against admittedly overmatched opponents. That, you know their strength of schedule. They've only played the number uh, seventy six scheduled to this point, number eighty eight schedule. I'm sorry to this point. So not a really tough schedule on Missouri's part. But this is just another game in their their week schedule. That's why we liked them at the beginning of the year. And you know Vanderbilt one and five minus one hundred and forty four yards per game. They've played a tougher schedule, but when you can't beat UNLV, not only can you not beat UNLV, but you lose by 24 points at home to UNLV, I, I don't I don't have time for you. I, I don't have anything for you. Um, Kelly Bryant was healthy last week, coming off that you know that injury scare. He's got a 12 to four ratio this year. He's looked every bit the quarterback that people thought he was at Clemson and maybe, you know, maybe even a little bit better actually at Missouri, 65% completions. Uh, Larry Roundtree, an excellent running back. is almost near 600 yards, one of the top running backs in the SEC coming off a thousand yard season last year. Um, Vanderbilt, uh, they do have a really good running back, Keyshawn Vaughn. Problem for Vanderbilt is they really don't do anything else well. They don't throw the ball well. Their quarterbacks are subpar. Uh, Deuce Wallace, Riley Neal, the transfer from Ball State, four to four ratio so far this year, and, and they've just struggled to to move the ball downfield and get big plays, which has been a shame because Keyshawn Vaughn's, I mean, he's electric at running back, but they're facing the Missouri defense with the number eleven pass efficiency. D. Missouri did lose their top tackler two weeks ago, and Kale Garrett was probably one of the one of the guys would have been up for SEC Defensive Player of the Year early on, but uh, they looked okay without him last week. They did give up a season-high uh, yards to Ole Miss, but Ole Miss was probably the best offense they faced, and I don't think Vanderbilt's anywhere near that. And additionally, Vanderbilt, against that same Ole Miss team, lost 31-6. to So, you know, first road game for Missouri since August 31st. This is a well-rested team, having won a lot of a lot of games by blowout scores. Vanderbilt, 0-6 against the spread this this year. I'll take Missouri probably by more than four touchdowns, to be honest. I think this is a complete mismatch. I don't care where they play this game. I'm taking Missouri. You know, you talked about that pass efficiency defense rankings, and, you know, this is not the college pass efficient, the, the normal, the NCAA rankings that we're talking about here. Uh, this is our, our pass efficiency defensive rankings, which we take into effect uh, strength of opposition. So not it's not just an easy, oh, well, this team has given up 335 passing yards per game, therefore they must be bad. We actually take into effect the strength of the opposing offenses that each team's defense has played, and that's how we determine our rankings for our pass efficiency defensive rankings. So, for instance, our number one pass efficiency defensive uh, team right now is Wisconsin, followed by Oregon, Clemson, UCF, and Ohio State. Uh, you know, none of those teams have allowed a lot of yards per game as far as pass yards allowed. But I mean, you know, you look so you look at UCF. I mean, they've allowed nearly 200 yards passing a game. That's a lot more than some teams have allowed. Yet they're in our top five in our pass efficiency D rankings because it takes a look into uh, into the opposing offenses. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because uh, all. 
all 130 teams are ranked one to 130 in our Power Plays newsletter, which is a, which is our uh, another newsletter that complements our Power Sweep newsletter. And if you want more information on that, you can go to our website ncsports.com. We have back issues of the Power Plays newsletter up. You can get that newsletter for just fifty dollars added to your Power Sweep account. And just to let you know, uh, the college four and four and a half stars in that Power Plays newsletter sensational sizzling 14 and four over the last three weeks so i'm just not just telling you to go buy a power plays newsletter just just for you know just for the heck of it i mean this thing has consistent winners and it has good insight as well and when the pass efficiency defense is one of those things that uh, i would recommend you looking at and and uh on that note i'll even throw something out for our customers since we just talked about this game just to give you guys a sizzler for the power plays four stars uh, Missouri in power plays is a four-star this week. Uh, the, the likes of Tigers has Missouri winning that game by 27, outgaining them 456 to 309. So it's an example of, uh, you know, how we use power plays as handicappers. And uh, it's it's a valuable resource when you're handicapping. And so it, it, it does like Missouri this week and backs up our opinion. All right, let's move along now, Chris. Let's go to the Big Ten. Biggest game of the weekend, perhaps. Uh, according to ESPN College Game Day, they're going to be in the house. Michigan at Penn State. Whiteout conditions expected at Penn State as far as not in the sky, but in the stadium. Michigan 5-1 and one straight up, 2-4 and four against the spread. Penn State undefeated so far, 6-0, and 4-2 oh, uh, and two against the spread. This line opened up, Chris. Uh, Penn State was laying over touchdown, 7.5. Actually, the wise guys betting this up. Penn State is now minus 9 in this game which uh has me raising my eyebrows i mean everybody's aware of michigan's struggles against the upper echelon teams under jim harbaugh i mean they're they're well documented i'm even prior to jim harbaugh's arrival this michigan uh team had struggled on the road especially versus ranked teams one in 19 straight up five and 15 against the spread this has been going on since before harbaugh has gotten there so michigan has has just struggled immensely on the road in particular against these ranked teams. You know, however, you know, they're one in nineteen. The one lone straight up win that Michigan has on the road against the ranked team, that happened last year. It was with Harbaugh. It was at Michigan State, a, a good defensive team. Penn State, great defense this year. Offense uh, leaves a little bit to be desired, in my opinion. Michigan, they've had one poor defensive performance this year. That was at Wisconsin. I feel they match up very well against the Penn State offense. So when you're looking at the Michigan defense versus the Penn State offense, whereas you see the Michigan defense versus the Wisconsin offense, which going in I thought Michigan matched up well, but apparently they didn't. I do like this matchup much, much better. Penn State versus Michigan, the battle of the trenches. I like Michigan's physicality there. And you got to remember, uh, Penn State, they exerted a lot of energy last week in their physical win at Iowa. That was also a night game. And uh, coming back home now, I, yeah, they're going to have a little, their feet back under them. But that they, they just uh, exerted, uh, like I said, a lot of energy. I uh, want to remind you, Michigan, in this game last year, they manhandled handled Penn State beat them 42 to 7 last year. So, uh that has me thinking that Michigan can match up well with the Nittany Lions again this week. And I like Michigan not only to uh cover that 9-point spread, I'm going to call for Michigan to pull the outright upset just by the skin of their teeth. I'm talking about like a uh field goal at the end of the game either made by Michigan, missed by Penn State, something like that or maybe a touchdown last second. I mean, you're talking about a final possession game here. But I think Michigan, I've got Michigan by 1 point in this game and I do think that they're going to pull that out right upset 
Well, you know, I was looking at this game, and one thing kind of uh, stuck out to me is Penn State, you know, they've got some blowout wins. And in those three blowout wins, which uh, I'm not counting the Buffalo game as a blowout win because they extended that lead late. Uh, they were, I think, only up 10-7 at halftime or down 10-7. It was a really close game. Um, but three blowout wins, they won the averaging win by 53 points per game and 458 yards per game. So they blew those teams out. Three closer wins including the Buffalo game, minus 47 yards per game. So when they play a team that's competitive with them, you know, they're not blowing the better teams they play out. Um, that, that includes Pitt, who they only beat by seven. And the Iowa game was very competitive last week as well. Um, Michigan was only outgained by Wisconsin. They've outgained all their other f- opponents, plus 104 yards per game against a tougher schedule. Um, and the offense, it's Coming along for Michigan, you know, they did put up some points last week. They're averaging 34 yards per game, more than their opponents are allowing. You know, that's number 58 in the country, so that's that's solid. Um, and then I was looking at Penn State's quarterback, Sean Clifford, uh, against these four pass defenses, number 107, number 104, number 94, and an FCS, pass de- uh, FCS team, he completed 72% a 12-to-2 ratio. Versus Pitt and Iowa, who come in number nine and number 14, he's completed 48%, thrown one touchdown, no interceptions. So this will be a tougher test for him, uh, more along the lines of the Pitt and Iowa than so the, uh, the, you know, the, the weak opponents he faced in those other games. So you got to think that, you know, Michigan's going to limit him. Michigan's going to limit the Penn State offense, keep this game closer, that they've done a good job against pass rush they've only allowed five sacks in four big 10 games penn state does have 27 sacks but if you can eliminate that pass rush you can probably move the ball a little bit i do think michigan covers i'm not going to call the outright upset like antonio is i'm just not that gutsy right now with michigan but i do think they'll cover this game and i feel very comfortable getting almost double digits i'm very comfortable with that yeah, whiteout or no whiteout, I like Michigan in this spot. All right, let's move along. TCU at Kansas State, nice Big 12 matchup here. Both teams coming in off a bye. Both teams have identical records at 3-2 and two straight up. TCU is 2-3 and three against the spread. Kansas State 3-2 and two against the spread. Line opened up, TCU was minus 2.5. Uh, early money coming in on the Horned Frogs. Its line is now up to TCU minus 3.5, so you'll need the Horned Frogs to win by more than a field goal if you're backing them, which... I am. Both these teams, you know, fresh off a bye, like I mentioned. Uh, But one thing that sticks out to me in this game, and it's a crucial thing, I mean, it's a coaching edge. You've got Gary Patterson for TCU. He's in his 19th year, is just a staple uh, in that TCU program. Kansas State, they just lost their Hall of Fame head coach last year. Uh, Chris Kleiman is in his first year, still getting acclimated and adjusted to Big 12 play. I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. He started off good. I mean, they had some nice wins early on, but uh, kind of gotten taken back down to uh, to earth the last couple of games can- this Kansas State team has. So uh, TCU, one of the best defenses in the nation. I don't think they're going to have a problem limiting Kansas State's off, uh, below average offense. This is a Kansas State team, Chris, that has struggled at the quarterback position, dating back to their tenure, to their time when Bill, Bill Snyder was, uh, you know, tenured there with the Wildcats and it's continued on this year. So the quarterback struggles that have played Kansas state the last couple of years, still by still rearing its ugly head uh, this season, TCU, 
Uh, they won their three games this year by 32 points, 21 points, and 37 points. I think this week they will get another win by double digits. I'll say lay the three and a half. TCU will beat Kansas State by double digits, even though they're on the road. Well, I, I saw that both teams are coming in fresh. TCU plus 173 yards per game. I, you know, the in Kansas State – you know, they, they did look good early. They had the upset against Mississippi State. A little bit of a deceiving final score because I think Mississippi State uh, turnovers did them in early, and they ended up out, actually outgaining Kansas State. The only two teams that Kansas State's outgained on the year are Bowling Green and Nichols. So, uh, you know, and nothing good there for the Wildcats. Darius Anderson for TCU, outstanding running back, averaging 7.6 yards per carry. Kansas State's allowed 244 rushing yards their last three games. Point for TCU. Uh, uh, Duggan, the quarterback, has yet to throw an interception for TCU. Another, you know, another solid stat for TCU. So it just seems like it's racking up. Cats are uh, Wildcats are averaging seventy yards per game, less than their opponents are allowing. Struggling on offense. Uh, I think they're number one fourteen in the country in that stat. So I, I don't mind laying the field goal at all here. Frogs are holding opponents to one hundred and fifty one yards per game below their average only allowing 101 rushing yards per game. So you mentioned quarterback struggles for Kansas State. TCU doesn't give up a lot of rushing yards. I can't see Kansas State winning this game. I don't mind laying a field goal or more easily. So I'm with you. I I think that they could win this game by about 7 to 10 points. And you're going to hear some stats this week, I'm sure, about Kansas State being an underdog and being a great underdog, which they have been for years. But let's not forget, I mean, a lot of that had to do with the Hall of Fame head coach, Bill Snyder, on the sidelines during that time whenever they were able to rack up uh, underdog win after underdog win after underdog win and cover. So uh, new coach, new system, new team. We'll let the underdog stuff lie down for a little bit, and he's got to prove it before I start going on with this Kansas State as an underdog role. Okay, let's move along uh, to a game that, you know what, there was a lot of talk, Chris, about ESPN game day. If Penn State had lost to Iowa last week, they were not going to go to Happy Valley for the Michigan-Penn State game. They would have been in Dallas to see Temple at SMU. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Temple coming in 5-1 and one straight up, 3-3 three and three against the spread. And look at the ponies, SMU 6-0 and oh straight up, ranked for the first time since the early 80s, 5-1 and one against the spread. And uh, the backers love them. Line opened up, SMU was minus 6.5. It's gotten up to now SMU minus 7.5. Two of the hottest teams in the nation. Uh, SMU, fresh off a bye, escaped two weeks ago in that win versus Tulsa. They were down, I think, 18 points in early fourth quarter. Came back in that game and won it in overtime. But... uh, you know, with Temple, this Temple team, they're off a, an underdog, them, uh, an upset themselves last week over Memphis. You know, they've got a vastly underrated quarterback, Anthony Russo. He's one of the best, uh, you know, one of the most underrated quarterbacks. And and I think Temple is one of the best underdog teams to back. I, we were just talking about an underdog with Kansas State. Uh, yeah, look at this Temple team, and they, are, they have proven that they can uh, – win games not only cover games as an underdog but win them as well I mean the Owls are 21 and 6 with 13 outright upsets as an underdog 
And, you know, I want to say, yeah, Temple has a new coach, which is the same reason why I didn't want to use Kansas State uh, as a dog uh, previously. But I got to tell you, I mean, Kansas State, they've had the same they had the same coach for years. Temple's been going through coaching changes the last few years, and it doesn't seem to matter because no matter who is on the sidelines coaching the Owls, they continue to do well in that underdog role. They've already been a dog twice this year. Guess what? They've won both those games outright as underdogs. So they've already proven that they can win as a dog, not just cover the spread, but win outright. Uh, SMU, they're playing with some unbeaten pressure. They're not used to being undefeated this late in the season. They're not used to being ranked. It nearly caught up with them two weeks ago. We went with Tulsa. We went against SMU two weeks ago. Going to go against SMU again. I like Temple. I'm not going to call for the outright upset. It wouldn't surprise me, but I will say Temple will cover that seven and a half point spread. Take Temple plus the points. Well, to your other point about uh, Temple and the head coach situation, you know, it's not like Rod Carey's not familiar with how to coach as an underdog because he was an excellent underdog in Northern Illinois, was 11-5 and five as an away dog, um, pulled quite a few upsets in Northern Illinois. And sure, Temple's 0-2 on a road uh, against a spread this year, but they were uh, chalk in both those games. So, um, you know, the completely different spot when you're playing a team like SMU as an underdog. Who's playing with unbeaten pressure right now? You know, that that starts to weigh on you because you start thinking about the bigger picture more than one game at a time. Um, Temple, you know, the, playing really well. Minus 121 yards per game. SMU, uh, or I'm sorry, plus 121 yards per game. SMU's plus 113 yards per game. SMU's played a tougher schedule, but, um, you know, Temple's held their own against the teams they faced. Uh, Temple allowing 386 yards per game. Uh, gave up five. I'm sorry, SMU is allowing 386 yards per game, but they did, did give up 500 versus Tulsa, and including 346 pass yards. I do like uh, you mentioned Russo, the quarterback, 13 to six ratio. They have a solid running back in Ramon Davis, 5.4 yards per carry. Owls already hold two upsets. They're holding their their defense is solid. They're holding opponents to 49% completions, 17 in our pass efficiency D rankings. Um, you know, it seems like a good spot to play Temple. I know they're coming off an upset win, but, you know, plenty of times you'll see a team that just gets into that groove where they play well as an underdog. They like to have that uh, that underdog mentality, and Temple seems like they have it, and Rod Carey has proven he can coach under that role. So I'll take the points here as well. All right, moving along to the West Coast now. Uh, nice Pac-12 matchup. Oregon at Washington. Oregon coming in one of the hottest teams in the nation. 5-1 and one straight up, 3-3 three and three against the spread. Washington is 5-2 and two straight up, 5-2 and two against the spread. Line opened up. Get this, Oregon minus 2.5. Washington has not been a – and Washington is the home team here, folks. Washington, the last time the Huskies were a, a home dog – 2015 so it's been a while since they were a home dog and not only has is that Oregon open up as a as a two and a half point favorite but the betting public has laid more money down on the Ducks to to cover this game the line is now up a half more half more point to Oregon minus three so you will need Oregon minus three if you uh back the Ducks this week and you know what I'm going to tell you to do so I mean uh one thing though you know expect a low scoring game in in this I mean Oregon is they've held 
uh, four opponents to their season lows in total yards. Well, guess what? Washington has done the exact same thing. They've held four of their opponents to season lows in total yards. So both teams have excellent, excellent defenses. However, Oregon has the better offense, including the better quarterback. I like Justin Herbert, not only one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, but a legit NFL prospect, probably going to be a first-round draft pick next season. Uh, Ducks wide receivers, they were banged up earlier in the season. Now they're getting healthier week in and week out. I like that uh, this week for the, for Oregon. And you look at series history here, Chris. Oregon has dominated Washington 13-2 and straight up and against the spread in the series the last 15 meetings. So uh, take all that into consideration. I'll take Oregon. I know they're on the, they're on the road. I know they're the favorite. Washington, that rare home dog role. But I like Oregon to win this game by over a field goal. I'll say Oregon by a touchdown, lay the field goal, have no problem doing that. Go Ducks. Yeah, I'm with you again on this one. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of this Washington team uh, in a role like this. Last week, I was, I was against Washington last week as well. They were trailing 17-13 at half against Arizona. It was only 27-20, and uh, the Arizona turnovers just really bit them and allowed that game to probably appear a lot more of a blowout than it really was. That, that was a close game into the fourth quarter. Um, Washington is plus 60 yards per game. They face a number 25 schedule. Oregon's plus 193 yards per game. They face a slightly weaker schedule. But you got to go back and think about that win against Auburn they had. It was a very good win. They've had some good wins this year. Um, Ducks defense holding opponents to 128 yards per game below their average. This has been an outstanding defense. And I, I can't credit Mario Cristobal enough. You know, he was a guy that, you know, remember back in the day, he, got, uh, he was a hot up-and-coming coach when he was at FIU and uh, did some good things at FIU. And then he had a bad year and they fired him and then, Next thing you know, he kind of disappeared for a while, resurfaced at Alabama as defensive coordinator, did a good job there, and now look at what he's doing with this Oregon defense because Oregon's always been known, you know, the Chip Kelly years, putting up all the points, but this Oregon defense is outstanding. You know, it's, every game's going under. They're just outstanding on defense. Um, good secondary as well. And on the flip side of that, you got Washington. Jacob Eason struggled against better defenses. Versus Cal, USC, and Stanford, he only completed 54% with a, a one-to-two ratio. Oregon number two pass efficiency D right now. Javon Holland has three interceptions. Verone McKinley has two interceptions. Ducks did suffer a big loss. Uh, uh, if you didn't hear, tight end Jacob Breeland, their leading receiver, is out for the year. That was a guy that was probably going to be uh, in running for the Mackey Awards. So that's a tough loss for Oregon. But I, this pick is more on the Oregon defense I like the Ducks' defense to cause some havoc and to force some turnovers against Washington, something that Arizona just couldn't do last week, their weak defense. So I'm going to call the Ducks. I think the Ducks could win this game by at least a touchdown, maybe a little more. Um, go Ducks, like you said. All right, with that, now we'll take a look at our special two-star play right out of this Power Sweep newsletter. Gave you another winner last week. We'll look to do so again this week. Picked out uh, ACC matchup. I'm sure you figured that out if you were listening to the five earlier games that we were talking about. We always uh, talk about a, the, all the Power Five matchups, and we hadn't gotten to an ACC matchup, so you kind of could put two and two together. Florida State at Wake Forest is the game we're talking about. Uh, Florida State comes in three and three straight up and against the spread. Wake Forest 
first. Wow, a surprising five and one straight up, three and three against the spread. And you know what was even more surprising than Wake Forest record, Chris, was the fact that the you look at Sunday night and you look at the opening line for this game and you're like, wait a minute, is that a is that something going on here? Wake Forest is a favorite in this game? Wake Forest is favorite over Florida State? Wow. Uh, yeah, two and a half points. Wake Forest was laying uh, to begin this to begin this game. It's down to one and a half now, but Wake Forest still the favorite in this game, which is still surprising to me. I know they got a five and one record, but I think they've gotten this far, Chris, by playing a weak schedule. Now that it's toughening up a little bit, I think you're likely to see the Demon Deacons uh, getting getting ready. The, their fans, at least, getting ready for basketball season to begin, which will be here before you know it. Uh, FSC, uh, the Florida State. I thought they were going to cover last week. We talked about it. Uh, on the show uh, in it you, you you hit the nail on the head they were in a tough spot Clemson was extremely angry coming into that game showed it wiped the floor with them I like Florida State now coming back off of that loss getting their mojo back I think they're going to get back on track against the Wake Forest team they still are should be motivated they're the dog Wake Forest is five and one Florida State has plenty to play for. They covered the last three going into this, going into last week's matchup. I thought they were playing better, and I think you're going to see the Florida State team that I expected to see last week show up this week and really take it to Wake Forest. I like Florida State to pull off the out. I guess you could call it an outright upset. Florida State's going to win this game, not only uh, in Vegas, but on the scoreboard as well. Well, I, I am going to agree with you, obviously. It's our two-star this week. Uh, and I, I wasn't really surprised they were the underdog. I kind of, when I was writing Power Sweep, I kind of planned on them being the underdog. But uh, it, it's a role that I think that Willie Taggart's going to do well in here. Wake Forest, I, I, I like this Wake Forest team. I like Dave Clawson. Uh Jamie Newman's an excellent quarterback. He got a little banged up last week. And that, that game against Louisville, I think, is going to take a little bit of their mojo away. Uh, Deacons, uh, right now, Facing the one hundred and uh, sorry, the number seventy four schedule, they're minus uh, plus one hundred and twenty six yards per game. So it's been a solid season for Wake Forest. Wake Forest, once you get bowl eligible, you know you kind of lose the motivation a little bit because you know they're not going to win the division. Um, they just lost to Louisville, who Florida State handled by double digits. Uh, only one sack in the last two games for for Wake Forest, which is something you usually want to. Uh, take advantage of with Florida State because their offensive line has struggled these last couple years. Uh, Florida State should fare much better after giving up 11 sacks in their last two games. Wake Forest defense has allowed over 500 yards in back-to-back games. Three of of their games and six games so far this year, they've given up over 500 yards. And that's against offenses like, you know, Utah State, which is a good Mountain West offense, uh, and Louisville and Boston College. I still think this Florida State offense is going to be, you know, even better. Right now, Jimbo Fisher hasn't decided between James Blackman and Alex Hornibrook. Nice thing is, if you're Florida State, I don't think it really matters. I like both quarterbacks, and they've both done good things. Um, and then the other thing I like about this game for Florida State is special teams edge. Wake Forest really struggled last week again on special teams. Uh, surprisingly, you know, they did hold a yardage edge at the end, but – uh, never led the game. The big reason they had the yardage edge is because their special teams failed them so miserably, giving up two 80-yard kick returns and a 50-yard punt return. Um, so if you're Florida State, you really want to take advantage of that. 
And I'm going to call it last week. My call of the week was Derek Stingley for LSU would get an interception against Florida. Fourth quarter rolls around, and guess who? Derek Stingley with the interception in the end zone. Might have saved that game for LSU. I would love that kid. Kind of reminds me of like an Eric Berry type when he was a freshman coming out and probably going to be possibly All-American as a true freshman. Unbelievable kid. Um, my call this week is Florida State gets a special teams touchdown. Uh just struggles on, on special teams for Dave Clawson right now, and I think that will rear its ugly head again. Florida State will win this game. I think they can win it by double digits. I, I like the spot, and I like the uh, the motivation for Florida State coming off a loss that I think a lot of people are down on them for, and I don't think they're that bad of a team. All right, so there you have it. Go with Florida State plus the points there in that one. All right, uh, thanks again. I just want to let everybody know thanks for listening in. want to remind you again, NFL Game of the Month goes this Sunday, fresh off our college five-star winning weekend. You can get uh, our top college uh, side, our top college total, and that NFL Game of the Month for as low as $79. Again, $79 if you're a 2020 Power Sweep subscriber. Give us a call, 1-800-654-3448, 1-800-654-3448, or you can go online to our website, ncsports.com. Check that out. And uh, what, are we going to do another uh, special giveaway or a Absolutely. special uh, this week, Chris? Absolutely. We'll stick with what we've got. Uh, $10 off a late phone package with the NFL game of the month. You might want to jump into that top play trio. $79 for the top play trio, right, Antonio? 79 So you get it for 69 If you call in, give the code MMM. You get the top college side, top college total, and top NFL play, and that would be the NFL game of the month. So it would be a good deal for you. Get those $10 off. Triple M. M -M MMM. Make more money. All right. With that, everybody, thanks for listening in. And uh, and, 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 uh, go, go with all your picks this week. Make a lot of money. Use our code word, get $10 off, and uh, let's have a good weekend this weekend with our NFL Game of the Month. And again, thanks for listening in, and we will talk to you again in a week from now. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.